0: Welcome to the Fitness Canner Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Feigl. Every week, I'll be bringing you the truth about exercise by interviewing fitness professionals, exercise science professors, and researchers, as well as fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders. Hopefully, you take this info and apply it to have a better, healthier, and happier lifestyle. Thanks and enjoy the show. everybody welcome back to another episode of fitness scanner podcast I am your host Eric Feigl and I'm extremely excited to be joined today by the co-founder of Roan Apparel Nate Jackets Nate how are you doing today thanks for joining us man
1: I'm doing well Eric how are you
0: fantastic it took us a little while to get connected we had a, a lot of a lot of ups and downs when we finally made it and I'm really excited um, for those of you who don't know about Roan. Well, first of all, where the hell have you been? Because you should know by now, especially if you, especially if you know me, you definitely have heard about it. Uh, Roan apparel is some men's activewear. Um, a lot of people are familiar with brands like Lululemon and, and things like that. So, it's a higher-end uh, activewear uh, clothing and attire, and it's I know it's not about strength training this this podcast. A lot of people probably give me a cats about that, but why I think it's important is number one number one, I think it's an awesome brand. Um and it's it's cool to share stories of people that are outside the the direct strength and conditioning field, especially young entrepreneurs. So uh I like I like sharing those kind of experiences with people. So uh tell us a little little bit about Rome Nate and how it got started and why it's
1: important to you. Well, first off, I appreciate you having me on and, um, you know, love, love what you do and how you focus on kind of telling great stories, and we're honored and privileged to be a part of it. So, you know, I'll, I'll give you uh, some quick background on how we started. I was uh, working at the NFL. Uh, I got to um, be in there and, and help on the sponsorship strategy programs there, which meant working with really large Partners like Budweiser and Pepsi and Gatorade and um, and IBM and others. And while I was there, uh, I noticed that I got access to all kinds of free product, and um, I noticed that the product just fell apart so quickly. I don't know why it had never stood out to me that uh, product from big activewear labels just really didn't hold up to the test of time and uh i remember in particular i was at a family gathering and my shirt that i was wearing had just freshly been laundered and my sister was there and my sister's the type of person we all know people like this she just doesn't hold back if she if something comes into her mind <laughs> she's going to say it and god bless uh, her <laughs> yeah yeah exactly we all need those people in our life so she came up to me and she said you know that shirt just smells i can smell it from over there and no person lo- likes to hear that, so I was, of course, self-conscious, and I'm like, no, it does it smell. And I come from a big family; there's six kids in the family, and uh, there's, you know, there's always a lot of people there—spouses, kids, et cetera. So now I'm doing the smell test with everyone in the family: Does this shirt smell? Does it, or does it not smell? And what I realized is I'd probably washed this shirt eight to ten times, and I was so bothered by it because I knew that I, you know, hadn't left it in the washing machine. Um, I had, of course, worked out in it a couple of times, gone for a few long runs in it. And I, what I found was that most uh, shirts are treated with um, these these chemical-based products. One of the main ones is called Polygene. And what that does is it fights odor and bacteria for a limited amount of time. In fact, these shirts have planned atrophy where, over time, they know those chemicals are going to wash out and wear out. And then synthetic fibers tend to absorb bacteria and thus odor. So I'm researching this, and my mind is like blown. I can't believe that this is this is the state of activewear. You go and you spend this money on good quality shirts, and they plan for it to fall apart and start smelling so that you come back and you buy new ones. Sure. I was just so bothered by it. And then um, coincidentally, around that same time frame, uh, a friend of mine had forwarded me this article about this company based in Pennsylvania that had taken this really unique approach of using silver to um, to create encapsulated silver threads uh, in this kind of in this yarn and then blending it with fabrics to fight odor and bacteria and their biggest client was the u s military and oh, wow. um, and so I thought why isn't somebody doing this on uh, on a commercial level with with sweaty guys because if there's ever any group. In the history of mankind that needs odor control, it's guys who sweat. So right. that's how it started. My brother-in-law, um, uh, Karis, was was kind of really the one that we bounced ideas off back and forth all the time, and uh, and we decided to, to do something about it. Much like every entrepreneur story, it's kind of like, oh, uh, there's got to be a better way than what's currently out there.
0: Yeah, and I think you guys have nailed it, too, because not only does it not stink, but and look great, but it feels great, too. And I know a lot of people like, well, who cares what you work out in? But if you're a person who spends a lot of time in active wear, like myself, and, you know, if you're an active gym goer, well, you want to look good and you want to, fit, you know, feel comfortable. So you kind of conquered all of it in one big sweep. And uh, Well, I not appreciate to mention, it, man. It's in, yeah, and it's, an, and it's an awesome story. And I think it's, you know, being – I don't know, a lot of people get kind of upset when it's, you know, it's uh, – men or women only but i think women have it have different parts of of our of the gear covered you know like they they only have a certain select item that they can like latch onto to really still as ours and uh right. i think roan <laughs> yeah. is, is definitely it's definitely one of those you know i've i've got tons of roan gear at home and i'm proud of it i know other people at the gym that wear it too it's it's unique because it stands out and in, in terms of not only the looks everything we mentioned, but the name, too, Roan. I mean,
1: once you hear it, it's pretty unforgettable. So explain what Roan is. Yeah, well, I want to comment on something you said about how a lot of people, they don't care what they wear to the gym. I feel like that's changing, and it's and it's changing over time. and And it generally changes for someone once they experience what it's like to wear a really good piece. You know, if you're the type of person who's only worked out in that college T-shirt that you got, um or you know kind of the ratty gym shorts i know because i experienced this once i started putting on our product and we really focus on a couple of key things it's low branding we don't want people to feel like they're walking billboards um, we, we pick great colors that we know guys are going to like and look good in and then we pick these silhouettes that really accentuate the body in a very positive way and so guys just we've even done these like gym makeovers which is so funny you take a guy who comes out and you see the way they're dressed and then we put some of our products on them and the transformation of how they look is just it's it's awesome it's really it's cool to see uh it come together but it you know it takes all of those different pieces it it's from cut to color to cloth the fabric quality we spend four to five times as much on our fabric, as um, as as most of our competition, and that really uh, shows in the way it drapes and the way it wears. So, I, yeah, I always love hearing that people recognize that because you you feel the differences in how you feel it. And we've got a great return policy. So I always say to people like, if you you know if you're worried, just try it because um, our our customers are so loyal and come back once they try a piece uh, that it's all about just getting them to try it one time. So yeah. um so I I appreciate that. The the name Rhone really comes from this Rhone Glacier in Switzerland and there's this beautiful valley that stems down uh and kind of runs through this Rhone River area. And it's a beautiful area of the world and it was painted by Van Gogh in Starry Starry Night over the Rhone. Um and and but it was also used as this functional trade route for the Roman Empire uh and What we loved about it is it was an area of the world that had the aesthetic that we liked. It's a place where people like to go, and it's beautiful, but it was also incredibly functional. And when we think about our clothing, that's what we care about. There are certainly overpriced fashion active items out there that, you know, promise sleek looks, but they don't function well. They You know, they're not going to last. They don't know what it's like to have weights rubbed against them. Um, they don't know how to uh, handle sweat and wicking Um, and then you have really functional products that might be good at some of the performance elements but just look terrible they're baggy around the body they're kind of overly branded colors that guys just don't want to wear so we really focus on marrying those two things aesthetic and performance and function so it's if we can if we can get function and aesthetic together then we can have really unique products in the marketplace, and we wanted a name that reflects that. That's pretty. That's pretty awesome. I mean, it's that. It just sounds like something a guy wants to wear, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's I got like a good the, masculine ring to it. it
0: we it certainly went, we
1: went through a lot of names when we were trying to trying to come up with how to how to brand it and um, and come up with it, but that was one that we kept going back to. Yeah, and it's it's perfect too because, like I said, it's very memorable and it's masculine and it just rolls off the tongue. And
0: I like the uh, there's two different kinds of uh, I don't know like brand brandage I guess that that you have on on the on the clothing. You have the the X's, and then you have I for lack of a better term, you have like claw marks on the upper right hand shoulder. I guess I'm not sure if that's that's
1: supposed to be or. Well, you know, one of the things that I love about brands is when there's an element of discovery, right? Like, I I never like a brand that is called BetterWaterBottle.com or something like that. It, you know, <laughs> right. I, I want something that has an element of ambiguity and discovery to it so that you can learn and appreciate the thought and perspective that went into it. If you think about great brands like Tesla and Apple – You know, they didn't just say, like, electric car or faster computer. Um, They wanted something that was iconic and could be even more than just the product. And for us, that comes into the name. It comes into the marks that we use. So the Xs that you refer to, we call them a captain stitch. And there's a story behind that uh, that You know, when we were kind of coming up with this, one of the things that we really cared about in designing a product just for men was creating a brand that men would relate to and understand. And one of the words that we kept coming back to over time was this idea of building fraternity and community. And when I say fraternity, I don't mean in kind of the traditional frat house fraternity. I mean in the real bond that men create with each other. Where they have a sense of community and they stand up for each other um and they help each other in unique ways and um the the interesting thing for me is I grew up with three brothers, and we were all very very close um three of us are all two years apart and kind of go right in a row and I remember growing up <clears throat> with my with my dad we were always kind of wrestling with each other and um you know, getting into tiffs and fights, and in one particular incident, we were out just kind of fighting, arguing, yelling at each other for something, and my dad brought us in uh, to the house, and he went and he grabbed this great book called The Book of Virtues by William Bennett, and he opened the book to a fable um, uh, by Aesop, which was about a farmer and his three sons. Right. And the way the fable went is um the farmer had three sons who were bickering, and he challenged all of them to go out into the woods and to come back with two sticks so uh he the the um the boys came back and he asked all of them to take one stick and break it over their leg, which all of them were able to do easily. He then said, "Take the remaining three sticks, combine them into a bundle, and try and break those." And each of them tried and failed. And the moral of the story was, you know, individually, separately, you're weak and breakable, but together you are strong and unbreakable. And, um, oh, wow. for me, when I, when I think about our, our story of, um, fraternity and building community and helping each other, and that, you know, the sum is, is greater than the individual parts. That's what the captain's stitch is meant to represent. It's meant to re- represent strength. There's there's three stitches linked together, and that each stitch becomes stronger because it's together than when it's separate. And um, it's one of the reasons why our online journal is called The Collective, because it's all about the collective sum. And um, the the other mark that you refer to is, uh, is a trident, um, which ah, is a symbol okay. of water uh and 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 power and um so that kind of references back to the the Rhone River uh so each mark has its own history and and name and meaning and in a lot of ways they feel like children to me because we created them and we're growing them, and you know they they mean a lot, and they don't always mean you know they don't they might not mean as much to other people but but to us they they hold a lot of meaning well, I think once people understand that that's. Pretty powerful stuff, you know. And that,
0: and the first time we spoke was, um, was a, we got a, we got into talking about what it means to be a man, and and that uh, you know it's. I think when a lot of people think of that, they almost think of being a, a lone wolf or you know someone who just does what they want to do and doesn't care about anybody else. But you and I had kind of a different take on it, and when especially now that you know the the background of of Roan. Especially what those marks mean. I mean that you know that kind of that brings it all together even more. I mean what it really means to be a man it isn't uh, to just claw your way to the top and push other people down, but bring people with you and be a part of a community and help that community grow and be better, right? I mean that's and that's when you read the collective like you mentioned, which if you haven't, people check it out for sure. It's definitely worth the read. And it um, I don't know how many issues you guys are on, but there's quite a few. And, uh, and it it makes you feel that way when you read it, when you read the collective, when you're on your website, you can see that there's a, a sense of community and togetherness. So that's another really unique piece to Rowan, I think.
1: Well, I so to get into you know what you mentioned about what it means to be a man, it's such a it's such a tricky topic, right? And yeah, and I think I think we both commented on the fact that we we don't. <laughs> I don't like that it's that way um, because of uh, because of the world in which we live. It's so easy for commentary to be twisted and manipulated into saying something that you're really not. And for us in starting a men's uh, brand, we wanted to build messaging and branding that men would really relate to and understand. Um, and for me, you know, there's, you, when you talk about kind of – manliness there could be this sense of machismo and and kind of you know this idea that we're we're you know we're better than women but that's not it at all and that's really not you know it's not about competition with each other it's about being the best version of yourself and it almost sounds cliche but it's it's really true and not enough people focus or think about it when you think about other brands it's all about it's just about performance and they'll put their clothing on this freak of nature, 23-year-old athlete, who may or may not be a good person, by the way. so Sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not. But it's just about, well, look, this guy's running fast. He's running fast in our product. Therefore, the product is good. And we think that that's just a really cheap story. And it's, you know, if you look an inch deep, it falls apart. The The truth is, is that very few people are professional athletes, um, and so we want to make the best product for the people who are going to be wearing it, the best product possible. And for us, we want to inspire men to be the best versions of themselves. And when we think about how to do that and how to have impact on that, it's you know it's it, people say it's overly optimistic to believe that we could have any impact whatsoever on. The way people act by wearing our clothing. But that's not what I believe. If I, if I believe that, I, I don't think I would be doing this. So what we've done is we've named our pieces after inspirational male icons, and we put, um, we put quotes by them in the hemlines and the waistbands of the garment. And when you think about which products you have on you at all times of the day, it's, you know, it's, uh, you, you spend a lot of time on your mattress, You spend – you've got maybe a piece of jewelry, a wedding ring, or something that you have on you. It's your phone, and it's your clothing. But your clothing is on you – our clothing is on people when they're in their most transitional state of the day, when they're working out and uh, when they're home and and spending time with family and friends or when they're traveling. So generally, these are periods of time when guys are thinking, they're reflecting on their life, and the hope is just that there's this small impact to remember great men who have gone before us. And when we remember them, we remember their examples. And when we remember their examples, we try and be a little bit more like them. And uh, this this all came together for me when we were um, first testing out some prototypes. And we had a shirt on there, um, well, the first version of our long sleeve shirt, uh, the Century long sleeve, the very first version of that. The um, quote was, what we do in life echoes in eternity. And I was with my family. We were on vacation, but I was working. We were trying to get the company off the ground. And I had told my wife, because I had been working all morning, you know what? In 10 minutes, let's just take the kids and we're going to go on a bike ride. We're going to leave and we're going to go on a bike ride and I promise I'll be done. And so we get the kids dressed and ready. I've got I've got three boys somewhat, um, maybe not so ironically. And, um, you know, we got them dressed. We got the carriages ready. And right as we're getting ready to leave, a phone call comes from a guy that I've been waiting for 30 days to reach. I mean, I, I can't tell you how hard I had tried <laughs> to track this guy down. And now he's calling me at this moment. And I looked at my wife, and I'm about to deliver just the death blow that she knows is coming, which is I got to take this. And yeah. I look at and I look at my shirt and I sit there and I think to myself you know that in in the long-term scheme scheme of things my kids might not ever remember that they took this um little bike trip but I'm going to remember it and my wife's going to remember it and if if my actions are repeatable what choice am I going to make in these types of circumstances right now and it came from seeing that quote it really brought it to life for me and it was for me it was a fundamental decision about who I am. I put my family first and um and uh and that has stayed with me. It's really meant a lot to me. And so so our hope is by building great clothing and building a great brand and talking about these things, letting them be in the open and having difficult conversations, even though they might be tricky to navigate, hopefully yeah. we'll inspire men to stand for something better to be their absolute best, and to remember great e- great examples of men who have gone before us.
0: I can't imagine what you felt during that moment. I mean, you
1: know, you got to be so
0: torn. On one end, you have to think to yourself, oh, my wife will understand. But, you know, you stood for, you're standing for something more than that. And that's, you know, regardless whether you have uh, the clothing on or not, that, that goes a long way. And, you know, that's a story that, you're not only telling the listeners now, but, you know, in, in 20 years from now, when you're, you know, maybe something else is happening, you can look back on this conversation and share that with your children. And, and that, it does make an impact. Regardless whether or not they, they listened and, and heard that conversation at the, that, that moment, or they remember that specific walk, it makes an impact. Cause that's gonna, that, that's gonna influence you. In in future decisions,
1: also you're gonna remember how you felt on that walk. So is your wife? Totally. You know why yeah. wouldn't
0: you want to have that experience all over again?
1: So yeah, and and it's I, about keeping your word and and keeping yeah. and it's so easy for us in our uh, in our world to kind of think well we don't always have to keep our word to our kids because they're gonna forget or to our spouse um, or significant other uh, because they understand and certainly they do and my wife you know, there have been many times where I've had to call and say, I thought I was gonna be home, but something's come up and, um, and she's the most understanding, supportive person I could possibly ask for. There, there just has to be a bit of a balance. And I think for me, it just crystallized that. And um, I, you know, I, I, I'm far from perfect, but it's having those constant reminders. If I've learned anything, it's that constant reminders go a long, long way. What you put in front of yourself on a daily basis it, those patterns ultimately build a life, and it changes the trajectory of what kind of a person you're going to be. If you allow yourself to always make exceptions to the rule, you're you're always going to be making exceptions. If you you know you wake up and well I stayed up a little bit later last night, or I you know get up and work out anyways, or um, you know I don't really feel like playing playing with the kids today. Well, you know, get down and play with them anyways. I think I think that the way we build our life and the way we talk to ourselves really makes a difference and builds repeatable patterns in, in terms of how we build our life and, and all we can do is keep trying. And that's the great thing is every day is a, a new chance to, to keep going.
0: Well every moment is too to to balance right off of that. There's there's so many moments during the day where I was like, God, I wish I would have said this or I wish I would have done that. But there's always that that next moment where you can jump right into somebody else's life and have an impact. And that kind of brings back to what you said before about, about men making an impact uh, in their daily lives with, with people. And it's just, it's going out of your way and it's being something that, and this is going to sound cliche too, but it's being something that you would want to see in other people. And, uh, and that's something that, that affects everybody around you. And whether, whether it's, Lending somebody fifty bucks just because you know their need, or if it's if it's some, if it's a sacrifice for you, then then it's probably worth it to that other person, you know. And yeah, that's that's a, that's,
1: I, a, that's a totally good point because it's oftentimes it's so easy for us to justify what we can and can't do or how we can yeah. and can't give of ourselves. The question is always like, to your point, you know, if you if if you've got a billion dollars giving a hundred dollars, uh, is not really a sacrifice. Um, and so it, to me, a sacrifice has to hurt a little bit, right? It's got to cause. Right. This. And sometimes when we think about sacrifices or helping other people, um, and, and by the way, none of this for me is like, uh, I don't mean any of this to sound preachy. If I'm saying any of this, I'm mainly saying this to myself. Um, <laughs> this is here. what I'm normally saying to myself. It's, it, it's that if, if I'm only helping people when it's convenient for me, or if yeah. I'm only helping people when I really don't feel the impact, I'm not really sacrificing anything, right? Um, exactly. You know, if I don't, if if my choice is, um, uh, on a Saturday I could go and, you know, help somebody out, or I could I could stay at home and and do nothing. I haven't given up anything. Um, no. So, so I think I think it's a great point. I mean, sacrifice and by its very. Uh, Verbal origin, like it should. It should require some giving, something of yourself, um, time, energy, effort, and it should be exactly that. You're you're giving something up to give to someone else. Right, and it's always, especially in terms of your
0: time. You know, I know a lot of people will think to themselves that, well, you know, if you give away your time, that people just keep taking and taking and taking. There, you build you build up the community that's around you. You build up um the kind of people that you want to be around. And so those people are obviously going to be respective of your time and of your abilities, but the more that you give to those people, the more you're going to get from those people. Men, women alike, it, does, it doesn't matter who it is. And I think that, it, it just, it brings back to, you know, what you said on on your shirt, that it echoes to through, through eternity. And when people know, of course we're not going to probably read about, you know, me in a history book but maybe one day my children might remember that their grandchildren might, and it's
1: and that's gonna affect people in their life
0: so yeah it all it all it's a trickle down effect big time man big time
1: no question no question it's it's impossible for us to know the good or the damage we can do in life, and it's it's we often have these reminders. Um, and they 're good to have they're it's, you know both the positive and the negative i I had an experience a couple of years ago where I went to the funeral of a father um, of a of a girl that I knew in high school and um, you know I was friendly with her and i was I was more friendly with her uh, younger brother but i I gave her a big hug I said I was sorry and <laughs> she asked if she could speak to me she said you know I had a really hard hard time with you in high school you know you weren't the nicest person to me and um i i think i've harbored this and it meant so much that you came here and you know you could be here and i had no idea that i had created such a difficult environment for her in high school honestly no idea and it was such a powerful reminder to me i felt just completely awful about it i i i just felt the need to apologize over and over again but it was such a powerful reminder to me that we don't know what actions, what impact our actions have on other people, for for better or for worse. And um, it's it's great when we can have enough control over ourselves to try and influence and impact others. It's somewhat ironically, it ends up bettering and helping us more than anyone else. Yeah, it does. To kind of get back onto uh, a little little more geared towards
0: towards uh, Roan, what what kind of Uh, projects are you guys working on right now what's what's in the belt
1: we've got a lot of really cool things coming out we're launching a whole new fall line here um, new colors of some of our core styles and products that that people love and then we will be launching a really cool um, textile technology that's going to be coming out early next year that is game-changing nothing like this exists on the market it was custom developed with an applied physicist and a biochemist. Um yeah, it's going to be I'm so excited. I'm so excited <laughs> to tell the world about it. Uh so Holy it's coming out in in October and um you know, it 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 has a chance to really be a game changer for the industry and and it's proprietary to Rome for the next uh 5 years. So Oh my um, god. You can you can sign up and learn more about what's coming if you go to um indiegogo dot roan com and, oh, nice. uh, okay. and and you can sign up and and get the emails and and when it comes out I'll I'll come back and tell you more about it. But it's gonna be pretty special.
0: Yeah. How long have you guys been working on it?
1: Oh gosh. Fifteen <laughs> fifteen to eighteen months. Oh my uh, gosh. Holy cow. Yeah. A lot of testing, a lot of product testing and a lot of treatments and um just kind of getting all the messaging in place and the marketing in place. And, you know, in order to do it right, we wanted to take it slow. We didn't want to rush to the marketplace. So um, we've done that. And when it comes out, it's going to be truly unique. All I can think about is being in outer space. Does it have anything to do with outer (laughs) space, yes or no? Uh, Yes. I'm I'm going with yes on that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Awesome. (laughs) I but feel like cool. the only
1: answer to that question was yes, by the way. I didn't I didn't uh, feel like yeah. I could disappoint you. <laughs>
0: I kinda yeah, I kinda set you up for it. I had my hands in the air like hoping if you would have said no, I fired yourself off the phone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as I would have expected. Naturally. Uh, well, I
0: I kinda wanna do a, a little a shameless plug for you. Um as a and we talk about this too, I know this is your baby. As someone who spends I mean I had I have seventeen appointments booked today. So, as someone who spends a ton of time on their feet, trying to find a good pair of socks that, number one, don't slip, uh, they don't stink at the end of the day when you take them off and gross your wife out, and they feel fantastic the entire time you wear them, your, your freaking socks, man, are, are amazing. And I, I've thrown away all my other socks. I don't own any other socks. And, uh. That's great. I love you. Yeah. So, if, if this product is, anything near what I have on my feet right now, then we're going to be in
1: for a treat because
0: that's my favorite thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Those, those those socks, I mean, as you said, those are kind of my baby. I, I generally let the product team and our design team handle all of that stuff. But that was the one thing that I was really like set on. I I went in there and I brought these, I had these no-show socks from like three different brands. and like, This is a product that we have to fix because nobody's doing it right. And I explained all of my problems with it. When you put those socks on, one, they don't really wrap the feet the right way. So they might be loose on the toe. They might be loose on the heel bed. Um, And the biggest problem is when you wear no-show socks, well, there's two really big problems. One, they're not true no-show. Like you see them through the shoe. They don't really cut around the shoe like they should. And the second main problem is they slip into the shoe while you're wearing them. If you right. do anything active and you go for a run and like you're in the middle of uh, of a long run or in the middle of a workout and all of a sudden or even golfing and your sock is in your shoe, it's just it's like you know obviously it's first world problem. It's not the end of the world, but it feels like a big deal. And <laughs> but so I said to them, "Is there what can we do to fix this?" And a big credit to our product team because they're remarkable. And we came up with this idea of putting a silicone pad in the back to prevent it from slipping down the back of your foot. And this has been used in pants and shorts and, um, in, uh, and on ankles for uh, compression wear, but nobody had really ever done it on socks before. And then we decided to create our socks on this seamless drum, these unbelievable machines, um, and, uh, and it uses four different types of mesh to really contour to the foot. And then we blend it with our proprietary silver um, product to uh, to make it the best odor fighting sock on the marketplace as well. So I I people always say, wow, your you know your socks are kind of pricey. I'm like, try them out Dude, and you'll never wear anything else. hundred
0: percent true.
1: Hundred yeah. percent true. Look, if you're gonna spend um, if you're
0: gonna spend money on something, you're gonna be. It's just like a, It's just like from the way I think about it, it. Maybe this is a little biased, but. If I'm going to spend money on a quality product I'm going to wear it for, whatever, 12 hours, 14 hours a day, it's just like a business guy spending money on a really good suit. If you're in it all the yeah. time, you're going to spend some money on it, and you're going to appreciate it. And I might be yeah. getting a little loud, but it's only because I really believe in it. <laughs> because they're awesome. Like I, I, I literally, I, I sort of like, my wife, Melissa, she saw socks in the trash, and she's like, "Uh, these have holes in them? I'm like, no, they're just not these socks. And she was like, Oh, all right. <laughs> and so that that was it. Yeah. It game over. And so there's yeah. been no sticky feet count, you know, there's been nothing. And every time I put them on, it's just, it's comfortable all day long. I still have three, uh, three more appointments for the day, but I've been at it since 5 a.m., you know, and it's been, and I feel great. And it's, and that speaks, that speaks to your brand. Uh, it speaks to the brand as a whole. Not only is it just a great product, but what it represents is great. And everything behind it is great. And when you wear it, people should feel good about wearing it. People should should feel good about buying it because it's just, it's just, it's just a inside and out. It's a good product. And and I appreciate. And that's really why I I didn't have I haven't had any other products on the podcast. And it's and I think this is it's important for people to know that. When you're buying a brand like this, to think about the backstory of it and try to find out about it because it's it's important what the people behind it are doing and why they're doing it. And it's this is building more than just uh, a, a lifestyle for people in a gym. This is building something for your family and the family's after. It's building something for my family. So, uh, Nate, man, I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing everything with us because I think uh, what you guys are doing are great. And it's only going to get better, I can
1: I can tell. And I know you can, too. Well, I, I love uh, speaking to you, Eric. You've got just such a great sense of balance about you. And I always like hearing from other people that the, they, they like the product as much as we do. Um, we certainly – what I hope people understand more than anything is that we put as much time, attention, detail, thought into creating the product as we hope. Anybody would. Um, but when you look at what else is out there, it's just not the case. And uh, and so hopefully that comes through when people wear it, as, as they say. wow, These guys really thought of, thought of everything, because that's the key for us. It does. And, and i got to give
0: a shout-out to uh, my boy Eddie Rourke, because he's the one who brought it. <laughs> he's the one who brought it to the gym. And, you know, when he, so he was super pumped that, that you gave him a shout-out. And, uh, you know, he came in with his own bottle, and I don't think he's not brought it in since. <laughs> so, I, Good. I, uh, Good. Th- so thanks to eddie for, for bringing it out um yeah, big thanks to eddie absolutely well hey man when you get this uh this new you know nasa certified gear or whatever you guys have coming down the line whatever that comes out uh, i do want you guys back on i think that'll be that'll be fun to hear about
1: totally anytime and uh appreciate all the support and if we can ever do anything better, you know. Certainly, don't hesitate to reach out. We're always looking to move forward and uh, and get better each day.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And I'll, I'm I'm going to put a link to the Indiegogo on the uh, on the podcast, and of course a link to Roan. And uh, again, Nate, I
1: appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks again, Ari.